<laughs> three people in the control room, three camera people on the floor, floor director. My name is Pat Hogarty, and welcome to Sacramento City College Real Estate Show. Some of you may be watching the show because you're taking real estate uh, principles or you're taking real estate practice. There could be a lot of different reasons why you're taking uh, watching the show, or you may be just sort of cruising the channels and you happen to stop by here, and we want to thank you very much for uh, stopping by and watching us. Tonight, we're going to kind of change it up a little bit. We're going to change a few things. Normally, we, what we do is we talk about the specific topical areas, that, whether it's real estate principles or real estate practice. But tonight, what we're going to do is we have two guest speakers that have come in tonight, and we're going to be talking about something called home staging. And what I want to do is tell you a little bit about what this happens to be before we get started. Uh, for the last probably year and a half or two years, you probably have noticed that the, the interest rates have gone up. Because interest rates have gone up, houses are sitting on the market for a longer period of time. If you drive through some neighborhoods you're used to maybe two years ago, you saw where there was maybe one house for sale. Now what you're starting to see is maybe three, four, five houses are sitting on the market. They're sitting on the market for a longer period of time. People still, as I've mentioned before, still need to be able to sell homes. There's a lot of reasons why people have to sell. You know, they die, they retire, uh, they get job changes or whatever. And when you think about that, if you're in a neighborhood, one of the things that you need to do is you need to find some way to bring your home up to showcase it and make it look better, if you will, than your neighbors, your competition. And in order to do that, you need to do everything, pull out all the stops. And one of the ways that you can do that is by making it look very pleasing to the eye. And uh, that becomes very important. And today what we talk about is we call that home staging. It's something that's sort of a new phenomenon, if you will, in the Sacramento area, but it's been going on for a number of years. When I sold my home probably about two and a half years ago, one of the first things that I did when I sat down and talked to the real estate agent that I was dealing with is, is I got somebody called a staging expert or a home designer that came in that was, had experience doing home staging, getting the home ready for sale. And so today we have two people, two ladies that have come in that are going to be talking today about home staging. And the first one I would like to introduce to you, her name is Lauren. And if I can have some help with the sure. last name, it's uh, Gull and Chin. Gull and Chin. Uh, she is a partner along with the, our other guest who is Nikki and Nikki Atkins. And what she's going to be talking, and they have a company that they've started now for a while called Stage Present Design. And they are also, uh, Lauren happens to be a master designer with Lazy Boy Furniture, which, oh, by the way, happens to be a company that I have used myself, used their <laughs> services, excellent company to work with. And uh, Lauren happens to be a native of Canada. And if I pronounce this right, it's Manitoba. 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 <laughs> very, very good in Canada. And she received her bachelor's degree in interior design from the University of Manitoba right. in 2000. And she also worked as a freelance designer, and she also worked for a year in uh, Sydney, Australia, which is a great place to visit. Our second guest, who's also her partner, is a lady by the name of Nikki Atkins, and she's also a 
their partnership, and she's with Stage Present Design, and she's also a design consultant with Lazy Boy Furniture. She's a graduate of UC Davis with a degree in textile and marketing, and she started a career in clothing design and product development, which is something that you find a lot of people that are in the interior design or any of the, if you will, the artistic, the area where I don't have any skill, design area, uh, actually get their experience from. She's been, uh, she's been an interior designer now for quite some time, and she's also pursued some other classes because one of the areas that she's interested in developing is working with real estate agents. She's uh, attended and taken classes at American River Inn and Sacramento City College beyond her bachelor's degree in order for her to learn, if for no other reason, what a real estate agent really needs to go through in order to market and sell a home. So I want to thank you both for coming today. And uh, I'd like to start out, uh, both of them worked very, very hard on putting together a PowerPoint presentation for the show. And what I'd like to do is just start out and kind of hand it off to Lauren. And Lauren's going to kind of get the ball rolling here and talk. And we'll go ahead and hand it off sure. to you. Well, thank you very much. And first and foremost, I'd like to thank you for the opportunity of coming to speak with you okay, today. You. And just to get started here, we'll talk a little bit about what staging is. It's redesigning a property to increase its market value and give it a competitive edge in today's real estate market. <coughs> so the Sacramento Bee really stated it best by saying that a stager can make a difference between selling your home quick and it being on the market for an extended period of time without any kind of offers. So this is something that has been in effect um, readily in the San Francisco area it's something that it comes with the package when you get a real estate agent inevitably you'll get a stager along with it it's now slowly creeping into the Sacramento area with the market slowing down in fact I've noticed you know I've watched a lot of TV shows and I've noticed that one of the more popular things <coughs> excuse me that's been happening in the TV shows is we actually have shows about home staging where they're trying to really explain to people and it's really kind of neat because and you guys will have a couple examples today but the idea of the before and the after I know a lot of these shows will do things where they'll have people come and take a look at the house and they'll go oh my god you know <laughs> who would live here and then the staging people come in and do something and it doesn't really cost a lot of money what they have done a lot of it and then what happens is they bring the same people back in again and they go oh, wow look at this house right. I want to buy it right now this is great right. and we're thankful for those shows because it's really exposing the public to what we do which hasn't hasn't really been out there for very long so it's it's helping helping us do what we do best as well so right. just get our names out there right. okay. um, we also feel that staging is a great marketing tool for real estate agents and homeowners in order to get a higher return on investment Real estate agents are most likely to use the staged home in their print ads, which is great. It will attract a broader range of buyers. It will also attract more people into the area. So if one home in that area is staged, they enter that home, they'll also probably view all the other homes in that area on the street as well. Right, right. And I, I, think, the thing, I think the thing that we kind of want to emphasize nowadays is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. Mm. And, uh, you know, while some people may list their home for sale with the idea in mind that, hey, look, I'm, uh, you know, I bought it a few years ago and I think I'm going to make a killing, so I'm going to put it on the market and see if I can sell it for a lot of money, what ends up happening is, is people still need to sell the house. Right. I mean, Definitely. people still die, retire, they become sick, whatever happens, and they need to sell the house. And if you've got five, you know, I, I think, like I've told students before, if you drive down a street a couple of years ago, maybe you'd see one house for sale. Now you drive down the same street and you see five houses for sale, six, and you are really in competition with your neighbors. So Definitely. it becomes important. Absolutely. And on to um, the next slide here, the advantages to staging. Um, First and foremost, it creates a long-lasting first impression for your home. So first impressions are key. Um, 
when you first walk into a space, we've there have been clients that have walked into a home, immediately they see a paint color that they don't care for, and that killed the deal for them because they can't visualize beyond that point. So what you're trying to do is just make things appeal to the general masses, and that starts from, from the exterior of the home and into each individual room. Okay. And you do mention that the fact that one of the things that I have found is, is that a lot of people just can't really think outside the box. And I think those shows really pointed out, you know, that people will live in the house for a whole bunch of years and have a room and not realize that the clutter in the room is really affecting the, the ability for them to sell. I have actually read recently, too, that 97% of home purchases are based on emotion. So if that's the case, the minute you walk into a home or the minute you even see the home from the curb, um, you're appealing to that person emotionally. So it's really good to play on those emotions, and that's what we do. So um, increasing marketability, again, same thing as the print ads. Um, it's a attracting a broader range of buyers and then facilitate, facilitating faster sales at higher prices. The best, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the best thing to do is to list your home at its highest potential. You don't want to ever have to drop that price. And if you do, then you're losing your own money. If you make a small investment in, in staging, you have less chance of having to reduce that price. And the best thing is that you actually will, in turn, sell it at a faster time, turnaround time. So what you're basically saying is, and I think I've seen this myself, is that you'll have a house that's on the market, and typically one of the first things that will happen is, is all the real estate agents in the community will go through the house. And if it doesn't look really good, what will happen is they'll turn around and they'll say, oh, you mean the house with the, uh, the lumpy carpets right. Right. or the house with the, that's really dark inside. And what you're really saying is that what we need to do is get, the, get, it, get it cleaned up and get it ready to go in the, in the beginning before we ever start. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, another advantage is appraisers are more likely to appraise stage homes at full value. So we're, we're, our objective when we first meet a client and in our initial consultation is we walk through the home and we try to look through it through an appraiser's eyes as well. So we're trying to put that hat on also to help the homeowners recognize the areas of the problem areas that they need to address before putting their home on a market. And when appraisers come in, it makes it a lot easier for them as well. Yeah, because who's, you know, appraisers are usually number-crunching type, I yes. hate to say this, yeah. number-crunching type people, you know, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't look good, they start dropping prices, so right. if it looks good, they're going to, you know, they're going to give you a better price, yeah. Advan another advantage is to call attention to the home's best features and also downplay its weaker features. You are sell selling square footage, so you really want your home to look spa as spacious as possible. And we'll go into greater detail a little bit later, but it is good if you have furniture that's not really being used, too many pieces of furniture in a room will clutter the room. It'll take up too much space. You want to remove as many pieces without making it look barren. And you also want to remove all of the, the clutter. And if there's any eyesores, you want to take care of that as well. Okay. Right. And finally, it's a higher return on the investment. That's really what we're ultimately trying to achieve for each client. Um, we're trying to justify the price that you're putting your house on the market for. So that's our, that's our main job. That's what we're, we're here to do. Um, first reduction on a home is, can generally be up to 5%. <coughs> usually what clients can invest on staging can be up to 5%, usually a lot less than that. If they've been in the home for any length of time, they've got majority of the pieces that are needed. They just need some rearranging, freshening up to do, to do the job. 
who is our client? Um, generally, our client is real estate agents that are trying to promote the house that they're selling. Right now, the market in the Sacramento area is greatly saturated. I think there's over 6,000 homes in the greater Sacramento area that are on the market currently. And you want to you want to sell that faster. You want to draw attention to that. So agents and homeowners are getting more interested. And like you mentioned, Pat, the real estate shows on HGTV. I know they have them on a couple other stations, but they are helping a lot because people are more open to the idea of w putting a little work into their home before putting it on the market. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you is, is that, you know, is, is, is home staging something that, I mean, are we, uh, should we, is there a price range? I mean, do you have to have a house that's going to be selling for a million dollars to do, stage a home, or should you be looking for, I mean, is there a certain price range or a certain place you should start? Or Definitely not. Um, I would say majority of the houses are going to be in your mid-range. Um, at this point, it's, it's, a, it's really a soft area because, most of the more expensive homes kind of already have the design look to them. They don't need as much attention generally. Um, Just cosmetically. Right. And, and I think that's a common misconception. If somebody is selling their home on the market for a lesser price than, than what they deem is, is worthy of having a stager come in, it's not true. You're still going to have people coming in with fresh eyes that are going to look at your space as critically as they would if they're looking at a million, $2 million home. That's true. I had never thought about that. I mean, usually when you do look at the more expensive homes, what happens is they've already hired you guys a right. long time ago and that you've already gone in and done the interior design work and the houses look really nice, And whereas the lower, the lower end uh, may not have done that. But on the same hand, the, the people that are selling those houses for, you know, it could be a condo for $150,000, $200,000 right. or a single-family home for three or $400,000. Still need to get the best mm -hmm. price and sell it as quickly as they possibly can. And Definitely. that's a side benefit for the clients as well because they're seeing their home set up in a way that maybe they've never viewed it before, and they can take those tips and ideas into their new space as that's well true. into their new homes. Okay. Um, when we do the staging process, um, First and foremost, we start with an initial consultation. It's usually about an hour to an hour and a half long. And we'll come out into the home, walk through the space with the client, go through room by room, um, take notes. We've got a questionnaire that we ask of, of just general questions. And um, it doesn't take very long for us, for us to do the consultation. And then we'll come back and, and reassess the, the, what we've seen at that point and, and then go from there. Um, meeting with the agent and seller to fo forecast what their property needs. Um, that's probably the biggest area. What's great is we, with our consultation and what Lauren said, we do at, put everything together so it is black and white. You know exactly what you need to do to get your house ready for sale. But what's great is at that point, it's the homeowners and the real estate agent's decision on where they want to focus. Do they want to do it all? Do they want to do half of it? What they really want to invest into it? And is it something on our part that we would come in and do it all? Or the homeowner themselves can do 100% of what we suggest, which is great because it could at that point be a very low investment to make a really high return. Um, but if they don't have the time, they don't have for whatever reason, don't want to do it or can't do it, then we can go in and do it fully for them. A lot of times, I'd say about 80% of the time, the homeowner will do a lot of the work. We'll come in at the end and refresh the space, you know, add the finishing touches, accessories, anything that has been overlooked by the homeowner, we can, mm -hmm. at that point, fill it in for them. One thing going backwards a little bit, <clears throat> um, where should we start this process before we actually put the property on the market and, and before pictures are taken, or should... 
where, where should we, if I was getting ready to sell my house and I happen to be somebody that, you know, honestly and truly needed to sell it and I need to get the best price because I want to make the most amount of money on the house as possible because I need every single cent I have in order to put as a down payment on the next house. What would be a good time for, for me to have you guys come in and do the staging? It's really a better idea to do it before you put it on the market because when you introduce anything for the first time, you want it to be at its maximum potential. You want it to look its best. And if it's something that's been sitting on the market for, you know, two months, three months, and not very many people have been even looking at it, you've already wasted that much time. So it's great to do it beforehand because, one, you'll not waste your time, and, two, you will never have to drop your sales price. If people have seen that you were asking a certain price, you do the staging, sometimes you will bump up the price. People are a little leery about, okay, so what's so much better about the property now? So right. it really is great to do it before it's put on the market. Well, I, I do know from being you know, involved in real estate all these years that one of the things that you know, most of the times that a, 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 real estate, a good sales agent does in the beginning is that right after they list the house and they've talked to the client and whether they staged or not, one of the things that they try to do is expose that home to the market, to the other agents that are in the community as quickly as possible. In fact, it's, 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 it's just common procedure that the minute the listing agreement is signed and, and everything is okay, then immediately the agent the next day or two orders a sign for the front of the house. And uh, usually, I know in my particular case, they start taking photographs, and then after they do that, then they have a, an open house, not for the public, but for the existing real estate mm -hmm. agents in the community. And the reason why they're doing that is they're trying to say, listen, here's a house for sale, and hopefully, maybe if that agent doesn't have somebody, a buyer, the other agents have a buyer. So what they're right. trying to do so, what you're basically saying is, listen, the, before you, you know, the minute you expose the house to anybody outside the owner's, then the best thing to do is do have that ready to go at that point in time. I think that's what you're saying, right? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Definitely. When we're preparing to set the stage, we start from the outside working in. Curb appeal is very important. If people are just driving by the house, they're going to make a judgment on it. So cracks in the driveway, cosmetics, you need to really look at it under a microscope. Uh, the the lighting, make sure that you replace all your bulbs. If they're driving by it at night, they don't want to see any lights that are burnt out. They want to be able to fully appreciate the landscaping no matter what time of day it is. Um, painting, just touch up any, any little chipped areas. Um, they're going to be walking throughout the whole perimeter of the house, so you need to make sure that, that you're really wary of, of every, every elevation. Mow your yard. That some, sounds something that's so simple, but you're probably going to have to do it a, a little bit more frequently than, than you would normally. Um, pay closer attention to it. Water it every couple of days. Make sure that you're watering it frequently as well. Uh, trim up the landscaping. Pull out your weeds. Just general yard maintenance can make a world of difference. Put down some fresh bark. In this particular case, they put down some fresh bark and and from what it was before made a world of difference. It just freshened things up, made it look a lot cleaner. Another thing that I noticed there too, and, and, and maybe you could point out, it no, I noticed that the house looks closer to what you would see as a, uh, as a model home. I don't see cars in the driveway. Um, I don't see junk laying outside. I don't see trash cans laying out there. And as you mentioned, the, 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 the landscaping is mowed. And it looks clean, and I think that's, if I had a nickel for every time you can sit there and watch people drive past a house, <coughs> and uh, 
you'll see that especially on days that you have open houses and people will just drive by and they'll look at the house and they'll turn around and they'll go you, you know you know that there's something going on you can see the body language <laughs> within the car like let's not stop there right. you know that's not the house that we really right. want and so that initial impression uh, I know when I got ready to sell my house and the staging expert that we brought in had recommended a couple things such as putting flowers which were fairly inexpensive we bought some flower containers I think like at a, one of the hardware stores mm -hmm. that put color we put a bench outside the door they said where and believe it or not people actually use this stuff they actually <laughs> sat down and did exactly what the person said you know it was a place that they could because they, what they told me and I thought was kind of important is that people that are interested in your home you know people that are not interested will just come in walk through the rooms and out the door they go mm -hmm. the minute that they slow down and you know they they slow down for a little bit you know and they think and they're in the house for a long period of time it means they're starting to think about it Right. And when you put the bench outside the front door, I mean, that's what I did. It makes them, gives them a place to sit down and think about it, you know. So right. anyway, for whatever that's worth, I don't know. In this particular case, there's actually a uh, little courtyard area that they've got a little table with some chairs outside. So similar, similar principle there. And that was all set up properly. Um, it was just staged correctly. And, and adding color, that's a really good tip. It's something that people often forget about. Um, you do have neighbors, unfortunately. In this case, it's a gated community, so parking outside doesn't happen very, very much on the streets, especially. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you do have to deal with that with your neighbors and, and trash cans, things of that sort. Take care of your own space. Worry about your own space and make it as clean as possible. It's also really important because I have spoken with a lot of agents that have said that they were told to just keep on going because the out exterior of the house or the lawn or whatever it was turn the buyer off. And if there's even siding or paint that just looks outdated or needs work, then the homeowner instantly is thinking, oh great, now the minute I move in, I'm going to have to paint the house or I'm going to have to do all this work. And if it's this bad on the outside, what's it going to look like on the inside? They are already thinking that there's a lot more work ahead of them, so they're not willing to really invest that into the home. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I can remember one clear example where it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a home that was being sold. It was a rental house, and I had a house that I was renting out. And uh, the people came by and took a look at it. And then finally, I you know I said to them, "Well, what's the other houses that you're seeing on the market?" And they said, "You know, you wouldn't believe it." Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they told me that I thought was really interesting is where people had had the sprinkler system on, and the water would hit the house, and it would actually you could see it on the house, and mm -hmm. they would just go. You know, it just it just doesn't look good. You know right. what I mean? And so that initial presence, that coat of paint, is so important right. to make. Clean it look your good. windows. Get get a, a window cleaner. Cleaning your windows and your screens. You mentioned with the sprinklers, you do want to keep your lawn watered, but don't overwater it. We've had clients as well that have overwatered their lawn, and so if people are coming and really checking out the landscaping, they're they're smushing down into into wet shoes, and it's just an unpleasant experience. So. So just be cautious of, of what you're doing to your to your lawn. Right. Okay. Moving on into the inside interior peel, we again want to create a model home look. You really want to depersonalize the space. So I'd say between 60 to 80 percent of personal items really do need to be removed of visual um, areas. It's great to box everything up, get the homeowner ready to move out, um, help them 
you know, move furniture around. Like I said earlier, remove a lot of the furniture that's just taking up space but doesn't have really any function. It's great to have um, focal points in each room, and each room really is another chance to make a first impression. So the minute you walk in, what does your entry look like? Um, what is the flooring? What is the paint? What are the walls like? Does it does anything need to be freshened up? We really um, like to stay away from white walls because white walls are very impersonal. They're very sanitary looking. They're not very warm. Um, we actually like to create a really warm space in within every room. Um, some rooms color is great. Some people are a little afraid of color. Some people would never think of color. So it just kind of depends on on the actual room itself. Well, you said something that's really important, and I've only recently heard this. You know, again, uh, you know, I'm not don't know really much about it, but one of the things that a lot of people say that you want to paint the room, paint everything white, make it look big. And what you're really mm -hmm. saying is, is that no, you really don't want to do that because of what makes it look too sterile or what? Well, it's it's the old old school way of thinking. When you're selling a home, we want to maximize the square footage. We want to maximize the space. How are we going to do that by making the rooms as bright as possible, as clean as possible, paint everything white? Nowadays, the school of thought is when by by coming in, painting some bright colors in moderation, and I think really that's the key, is you pick a few focal, focal walls in each room, do some interesting colors. It's going gonna, it's gonna to create an energetic space, something that people can really get excited about, and it's also going to warm up your space. Nikki really touched on an important fact there, that people, when they walk into a home, they want to feel like it's an inviting space. Everybody wants their home to feel comfortable. When we're doing design work, that's, that's one of the first things that people say. What do you want your space? to feel like. I want it to be comfortable. Well, it's the same when they're buying a home. They want to be able to envision themselves having a comfortable evening <coughs> by the fireplace or whatever the case may be. And color can really play a huge part in that. You know, you were saying something about pre-packing, too. I know that that was one thing that we did. And uh, just, a, just a little advice, if you want to get some cheap boxes, <laughs> you go to Office Depot. You can buy these boxes that all stack, and they're all the same size for, I think it's $6 for, I don't know, 6 or 12 of them. But what it is good is that you do get the time to take the stuff and put it in the appropriate boxes, mm -hmm. write down where it is and where it goes and have some kind of organization to it and put it in the garage so you, you know, and get it out of the space, right. you know, which is really important. And that brings us to our next point, which um, focus on removing the clutter. It's, it's the easiest way to, to get a step in the right direction of moving out of your house. That's really ultimately what you're trying to do. So. Um, like Nikki was saying, you know, there's the percentage of personal items in a in a person's home is very high. Um, in this particular example here, um, the room on the on the left, you can see it's obviously been lived in. It's you know they've got the blankets on the sofa, they've got the personal pictures up, they've got papers in here. It's it's a space that people use every day, and it's obvious. People, you, the homeowners aren't looking at it as that. They think, oh, you know what, we vacuumed, we've painted, it looks great. Well, it could be as something as simple as just getting rid of, of the newspapers, of the excess clutter. It just cleans up, cleans up the space. Here's another really good example of before and after. Um, again, the, the before picture, the room itself looks great. It looks clean. It's, there's no clutter in it. But it, again, it doesn't have enough personality in it. Um, it needs a little bit more warmth. It needs maybe some accessories. So we went in and refreshed it a little bit, added a coffee table, um, artwork, 
area rug and you know you might want to make it a little calmer but this is a, a real contemporary house so we kind of went with it throughout the house and really personalized the space. What's great is it really does look like a model home and that's what we're trying to achieve. Not every home has to be you know full of color but we just want to have it inviting and warm and you know model homes sell for a reason they sell because people when they walk into that space they can see themselves in that home they don't see family pictures they don't see feel like they're in somebody else's house they actually see like feel like it's their home when they're in it and that's what we're trying to achieve right. one of the things that I noticed there is that uh, I'm assuming that those are windows on the left hand side there mm -hmm. and that there's a lot of light coming in through there uh, uh, I've been told, and in fact, I was told in my own personal house that, you know, you have to get these rooms that sometimes are dark and get them lightened up. What kinds of things do you do or what kind of things do you see that clients do that you need to have to kind of change a little bit to get light in the room? Uh, what needs to be done? Lighting is something that people seem to always want more of. And if they don't have the luxury, like in this situation here, there's a lot of light that comes into this space because the windows are very large. Not every space is going to have that. So lighting really plays a key part in what we do as well in just um, enhancing a room. Um, ambient light, whether it be with candles or with table lamps, floor lamps, torchairs, where you're h highlighting certain areas, most of the time it's the corners. That's what's going to be what opens up your space as well. Create warm and inviting smaller areas where you might want to put a cluster of candles and have them lit when you have an open house and, and people are coming through. It's, it's going to create a nice ambient uh, a nice ambience for, for the people walking through the home. There are a lot of older homes that don't have a lot of overhead lighting and it is fairly inexpensive if you are going to go through a whole house and add it to have an electrician come in. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that expensive to do and it will add a huge amount to your total at the end. Well, I know in the newer houses like the house that I sold, uh, you know, uh, you know, like you're saying, you know, like you'd look at it and there was no ceiling light. It was like right. almost like in the 60s and the 70s, you had ceiling lights. Then somebody came along and said, this is silly, get rid of the ceiling lights. And they <laughs> built gazillions of houses that had no ceiling light. And now the newer homes are actually putting ceiling lights back in again, which is right. really kind of nice. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess in the, maybe in the 60s, 70s, 80s, somebody said, no, you should use lamps for everything. The other thing that I wanted to mention too is, is that I know in my particular case, and I'm wondering if you've ever recommended this, I had uh, an area of the house that faced the east and I had sunscreens. In fact, a lot of people will spend a lot of money right. on doing things like sunscreens to try to remove temperature or putting mm -hmm. blinds on the window. Have you ever had people take sunscreens down or recommended that they do something with that? It definitely will depend on the space um, and it is a case-by-case -case basis. We've, it's, it has, it's not a, a huge issue from what we've experienced in the past. Um, from what we have for a lot of homeowners and people that are walking through, that is something to consider. How, how are my pieces going to be affected in this space? Sunscreens, um, by taking them down, you can add a lot of light, but those are questions that, that potential buyers are going to ask as well, is you know what, at what direction does this home face? What are the windows that are in here? Is this something where I'm gonna, my air conditioning bill is going to be huge because I've got these large windows that all this heat is going to be coming into my home and I'm going to have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So it really is, like Nikki said, it's a case-by-case -case basis. Depends on the size of the windows, the size of the space. 
Um, so those all, all play a part in it. And you can also, if it's if it's on the exterior, you can also disguise it on the interior with window treatments and stuff mm -hmm. too. So you can, if it, you still make it functional, but then you don't create an eyesore for it. So you, you disguise it. Because yeah, I know up in uh, up my house faced east, mm -hmm. and it was almost like where I live, your house either faces east, right. or or in a lot of cases, people will have where they have a view and it faces the west, and the sun comes in the back, and it's almost like af right after the people move in, they put all these sunscreens or blinds mm -hmm. or something else. But what it does is it makes the room dark, right? Mm -hmm. And right. Uh, and and in a lot of cases, you know, there you know you're you're finding. That the uh, agent or you guys are saying you got, got, got to get more light in mm -hmm. here, and you're sitting there explaining and saying no, but I spent a lot of money <laughs> getting these blinds put in here. You know, help me out. You know. So anyway, go ahead. Bathrooms and kitchens. Um, these particular areas. This is really where cleanliness comes into play. Um, you really need to look at it from an outside perspective. What a guest would be like coming into your home and using their bathroom. Would they be comfortable using your bathroom? You have to go into those nitty-gritty corners and, and use that toothbrush and, and make everything sparkling clean. Um, in kitchens, it can be as easy as taking off all of the appliances on the countertops, just removing everything that you have on there. People don't want to walk through a home and see toast crumbs on the counter. Um, in this particular case, by highlighting the backsplash area, there's a nice bright color. Again, that's adding excitement to the space. Put some fresh flowers up on the counter. Set your table. Um, what you're trying to do is help the potential buyers to be able to envision themselves in each space. So that's going to create a welcoming environment to them. We do what we have what we call the white glove test. It's you know you just you want to go into each room, make sure there's no dust, make sure there's no grime. Um, with bathrooms in particular, it's the shower curtain. Just when you know you're selling your home, get a new shower curtain. It's something that's very inexpensive but very effective way to, to freshen up your space. Your towels as well, get some new towels, fold them neatly, make sure that they're not wet. Um, bath mats as well, same thing. Take the bath mat out. You know, if you have mats in front of your sink, great, but make sure they're dry. It's also important to remove a lot of the toiletry items underneath the countertop or underneath the cabinets um, because people will be inspecting ba uh, bedrooms as well in the closets. Um, people will be looking to see how much space there is. If it's a home that has not a lot of bathroom space, you want to give it as much potential as possible. If there's two or three people sharing one bathroom and you open up the underneath and there's barely any room in there, it is it's a little bit of a concern. Bathrooms and kitchens definitely are the biggest concerns for clients coming in, potential buyers, because if they see anything wrong with it, they see a huge dollar sign as far as how much it's going to cost for them to repair anything right. that's there. So, I think another thing that's really important for people to hear too, and I know from going through this many, many times, is the fact that they can hire, hire you guys to come in and do this, but one of the things that they have to do is keep it up. Right. right. And so, uh, it's it's interesting that uh, if you are selling the house, that people uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but the people that look at homes for sale are everybody thinks that everybody looks at a home for sale on the weekend or at night, mm -hmm. and that is not true. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, people are coming into town, they're visiting, they're getting with the real estate agent, they're going out, they're taking a look at the houses during the day. Mm -hmm. So what becomes important is that, you know, in fact, I've gotten so much in the habit that my wife and I do this all the time, but, you know, you need to make sure you do the dishes. And, you know, it doesn't do any good to do it once, and that's the end of it. You need to make sure you make the bed. You make sure that you, you know, you, in other words, uh, vacuum. You do everything you want because you never know 
when that call's going to happen from a real estate agent, and it may be not even your agent, it's another agent that says, hi, my name is Jim Smith. I have a client, they're coming into town this afternoon. They, they, they've, I've given them some information. They've seen these wonderful pictures on the website of the house that's for sale, and what I want to do is I'd like to bring them by. Or maybe they can't get a hold of you. That's the concept of the lockbox. So you may have people in the home during the day that you don't even know that they were there and, and, until you see that the real estate agent's card is on the counter. Right. So you really have to make sure you keep the house up all the time. That's mm -hmm. really important. Mm -hmm. You guys tell people that, I hope, <laughs> yes. right? <laughs> that's, that's something we stress. And it's it is about maintaining, and yeah. you know we can give follow up calls, and we can you know we try to guide the real estate agents in that as well, and it's it's to their benefit. And once we get the clients to understand that, usually they'll lighten up a little bit, and they're just more careful when they go through their daily routines because their routines are something that's been established for many many years, and this is a little bit of a disruption when you're selling a home. So you know we need to be careful of that, but it still is something that needs to be addressed. And if the homeowner doesn't have enough time to constantly keep up on it, even if for it's just the period of time while the house is on the market, hire someone to come in and clean it, whether it's weekly or, or bi-monthly, something like that. Um, it's worth the money. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is because it can be the difference between many, many thousands of dollars. Right. Uh, or whether in today's market, whether that house sells or it doesn't sell. Mm -hmm. You know, you have two houses, one's across the street from each other, and one is nice and clean and neat and tidy and staged well, and the other one isn't. Uh, the one give, bearing all the other factors are neutral. What's going to happen is the one that looks the best is going to sell first. Right. Definitely. Yeah, so. Right. Moving on to bedrooms, um, setting the stage in the bedroom is, especially the master bedroom, is very, very important. It's a lot of the time the room that's overlooked. Um, when people come into a home, when they first move into a home, they focus on all the areas that are being used the most by their guests. The master bedroom is not used by guests, but it's used by you know the homeowners, and they use that space a lot. So you want to create an inviting space, a retreat, um, something that is comfortable, um, but is appealing as well. Um, on this particular slide, the um, left side definitely is a kind of boring space. There's a mess on the bed. <laughs> the, the walls are white. There's you know artwork, but it doesn't have a lot of interest to it, a lot of warmth in it. No, this was a client that has kids, has a busy lifestyle. Their kids are in their bedroom all the time watching TV. This is a gathering space for just the family, the immediate family, and it showed. It was a well-used space. There were stains on the carpet, stains on the on the comforters. This is where the kids eat and play, and and they didn't. This to them was how they saw the space every day. What's the problem? Was was really the husband's response. <laughs> I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> well, when we showed him what we could do after the fact, he, he then could kind of understand. And it was something as simple as there really isn't a lot. I mean, we used their existing furniture. We freshened up with, with the bedding, put a different piece of artwork up on top, brought in some, some bedside lamps, a tree to liven up the space. It's not a lot of additions. Uh, they did paint in there, and you can see that's, that's a huge difference. Well, paint, it, paint by itself is really, I mean, it's a lot of physical, well, it's not a lot of physical, <laughs> you know, but paint by itself is not a very expensive uh, no. thing to, 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 to change. I mean, it's always amazed me on, the, not amazed me, but on the home staging shows where they'll say paint, all the paint total is maybe $100 or $200, right. you know, and, right. and uh, it's not really that expensive of a process, and you've really gotten a good bang for your dollar, you know, out of, out of it. You really get the most of your impression of a room 
by the least expensive thing, and that's your paint color. Mm -hmm. your paint and if you definitely. have wallpaper, take it down. It's le a lot less expensive to, to repaint a room than it is to re-wallpaper. So if somebody's coming through your space and they're seeing all this wallpaper, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to take all of this down. This is going to be just a headache. I've dealt with wallpaper before, whatever. If they come in and they don't like the paint color on the wall, no problem. People are a lot more apt to, to repaint than they are to take wallpaper down and, and redo the wallpaper walls. Wallpaper really does get dated very fast. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to keep up with a style. Even if it is a traditional style, the color might be wrong two years later. So it's a very personal thing. If you're planning on staying in a house for the rest of your life, that's not a problem. If you love it, you love it. But if you're going to sell your home, it really is important to remove the wallpaper. So Paisley <laughs> wallpaper is not in style anymore, right? <laughs> not um. necessarily not in style, but... <laughs> I, I can remember. I, I think I don't think you see it in this country as much as you do in Europe, but I've seen it mm -hmm. in Europe where, my goodness, <laughs> they have the flower wallpaper, the flowered ceiling, the flowered yeah. carpeting, and the flowered, you know, I mean, you think you're walking into a... They like to layer their patterns. <laughs> yeah, they like layer their patterns. And, uh, and the other thing I want to mention about wallpaper, too, is, is, is the fact that if it's not up, if you're going to leave it up, make sure that it's you know, wallpaper gets loose. And it's always amazed me that you look up there and the wallpaper's loose and they don't put it back up again. Another thing, too, which has nothing to do with interior design, but the fact is, is especially like in bathrooms, if the wallpaper's loose, usually that's a first indicator uh, for a home inspector to right. take a look because usually there's mold behind there. Right. I'm here to tell you that's what happens. Right. The last thing I want to mention about wallpapers, if you need to take it down, make sure you do it with steam. I've tried every <laughs> other way. <laughs> It doesn't, I don't care what the chemicals are. No. Best thing, go to Home Depot, get a steam machine, steam it, it comes off. <laughs> if you use those chemicals, I swear I've tried everything from, uh, that they have on the market, and it just doesn't come off. Yeah, you know, it's steam not a fun is the process. best. No, it's not. Here's another example of a before and after of a bedroom. Again, on the left, it's very unexciting. Um, the furniture's great, actually. We use the furniture, and as you see on the right, we just added new comforter, new pillows, added some artwork. We didn't even need to paint the room. We left the existing paint color there. And instead of, because there was great overhead lighting, we decided to do something fun on the nightstands. We added candles. It has a romantic interest. And then some fl flowers as well. So. Okay, great. Onto the backyard, it's just as important as the front yard. This is where families are, if, if it's a family that's buying the home, they're going to be having their kids in there, swing sets, things of that sort. If it's singles that are going to be purchasing the home, barbecues, entertaining. Uh, this is a perfect example of what we don't want to see when you've got your house on the market. Uh, in this particular case, it was something as simple as just laying down fresh sod. You don't have to hire a landscaper and do a full full landscape backyard by any means, get some green in there and, and make sure that it's consistent. You're not seeing these track marks in here. Clean out the branches. If, if this is what somebody is, is viewing, what they're going to be thinking is, where did this come from and what do I need to do to maintain the yard and is this something that I'm going to have to deal with on a consistent basis? So just something, again, it, it's the same principles as it is in the interior. Remove the clutter. I think the other thing, too, to point out is, is that uh, I know, like, again, I just use myself as an example. When I sold my home, uh, the ha home selling process or getting the home ready to sell doesn't start where, you know, say, oh, I'm going to sell my house, and then you go forward. What happens is you, hopefully you're spending some time. Like, I, there was a number, I, I actually was preparing my house to sell probably for maybe two months 
I would honestly and truly say about two months before I actually put it on the market, I actually started doing things. So in my particular case, there had to be things like you talked about bark. So I had a uh, the gentleman that came in and did my lawn all the time. I had him come in and give me a price, and we decided to put bark in. Uh, I had some plants put in. Uh, I had the drippier, you know, some of the things that maybe worked or didn't work. You know, you'd be surprised about how many times you get out there and go, oh, I just need to spray this by hand. It just, you know, you get the drip irrigation fixed. Um, uh, doing things like having a termite inspection, making sure that the termite work is done. Taking that old wallpaper, Dan, I, can, I have nightmares of that because <laughs> I went through, I think that there was, um, I'm trying to remember now what, uh, I forget what it is, dish soap or Windex, I mean, to the chemicals that you can buy and everything else, and, you know, trying to get the wallpaper off. And then in some cases, when you take wallpaper off, you can't get it completely off. Right. Mm -hmm. So you end up having to use certain types of paint that acts as a barrier so you can repaint it. I mean, so there's a lot of work and time that has to go in before you put it on the market. In that particular case of that home there, I would honestly and truly say that I'd be making a couple uh, trips to the dumps, <laughs> uh, getting rid of some of that stuff. I would say also, too, even without the sod, that we would probably need to do some things like maybe a good rake and a good cut. <laughs> no, maybe some fertilizer may help so That's you don't right. have to sod it. I mean, if you have to sod it, you may find out that you might be able to get and do it if you're just able to start watering and fertilizing and making it look green and make a couple trips to the dumps and edge it, it may look, make it look really good. But mm -hmm. getting the process started sooner than the day you put it on the market is right. really important. Definitely. You know. And it would be great to add some color in the backyard as well, even if you can't afford a lot of plants or if you don't have, you know, inset sprinklers, if you don't want to have to constantly be going around the whole excess of the yard, you know, where your plants would be, even potted plants right outside your back door, great, because you don't have a lot of time. You know, every other day just water them, it's not a big deal. So you're saying that strategically I could maybe go in that backyard and, and put some flowers in the appropriate mm -hmm. place, just like you maybe put candles in the nightstands exactly. or something right. like that. Exactly. But uh, a sprinkler, you know, just uh, <laughs> some water back there and fertilizer and really and a couple trips to the dust. What is that back there? Some fencing or uh, bark? Well, there's or all like kinds of things back there. There's branches and dirt and rocks. And there's some containers and, to the yeah. right. And mm -hmm. my goodness. So if somebody was, you did this wonderful staging job, and then the people said, this house looks great, and then you had the <laughs> grapes open, and they looked out there and they went, oh, my goodness, mm -hmm. what happened there? Mm -hmm. you know? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Bottom line, inside and out, clutter does kill a sale, and cleanliness does go a long way. If anything else, if you don't do anything but clean your house and remove the clutter, depersonalize it, um, that alone is going to make a huge impression on your potential buyers, and it is, again, going to keep your sales price at a higher level. Um, one thing that we would love to mention is um, a lot of people smoke in their home and a lot of people have pets and there are a lot of people with allergies so potential home buyers coming into a home that has cats, dogs, whatever type of animal it is or smoke and is allergic are immediately going to leave the home. They're not even going to take the time to go through it. So if you do have animals that live in the home, definitely make sure you maintain that home. You're vacuuming, dusting very frequently. If there's an odor, you need to have your windows open. When every day you come home, lift your windows open, try and freshen up your space, you know, have anything in there um, to, to make a nice odor in your home. I remember even before we got into the staging situation that they would say when you had an open house, you know, you turn the oven on and okay. or use candles or something to get the odor. But uh, animal, you're, you're so right. I mean, one of the things that a lot of people are allergic to is smoke. 
I mean, that's why you have people that, you know, that will go to a hotel and they'll take the whole floor and you can't smoke on the whole floor. Right. Or, or pets are another thing that will turn everybody off. Um, and people, it's interesting, a lot of people that that bothers have such a strong sense of smell. It's incredible. I mean, that yeah. really becomes very, very important. You were also mentioning something about the cleanliness goes a long way in clutter. Um, I, I can't remember, in your presentation, do you have like what this space looks like after you get finished getting rid of all that stuff? Or With this particular one, we didn't provide that picture, but this was interesting because electronics is also something that can be a really easy way where people will miss what what it actually is looking like if they're living in the space. This is all about function for them. They've, you know, they've got their DVD collection, their CD collection readily accessible. And this is where this is where they meet every single night, every single morning with the news on. You've got exposed wires, you've got all kinds of electrical components. Take some of that stuff out, box it up. You don't need all of that when you're when you're selling a home. You know, what we came in and did, we, this is a little, little niche in here. We wanted to create that more of like an entertainment niche. So fool the eye that, that this is going to seem like more of a cohesive space instead of all these compartments just scattered everywhere along this whole elevation. The speakers are an eyesore. There's mismatched pieces of furniture. There are all kinds of things that were wrong with this particular case here. But it was a pretty quick fix as far as what, what to... Can I, can I guess that some of the things that I would have fixed sure. there? Sure. Okay, I would say that first of all, I would take the clutter off of that table. There, there's some kind of magazines or books in the coffee cup there or something. Mm -hmm. uh, that DVD, CD collection would probably have to go. Uh, is that a cat on the right-hand side on top of the speaker there? Yes, it is. It is a cat, <laughs> it's yes. a wooden cat. <laughs> a wooden cat. We always need a wooden cat. But I would say I would probably put those speakers someplace that would be, if I, if I wanted to remain functional, I would either right. put them someplace that I wouldn't be running the wires so you could see all the wires. I mean, that's just some basic... Uh, they probably put those speakers there because they sit right behind, on the couch, behind the coffee table, and that's the best mm -hmm. place for them to get the dual Definitely. stereo <laughs> effect. But they need to... Um, you know, that might be a good example of taking that and packing that system up and putting it in the garage. Right. Definitely. Getting it ready to go. And uh, maybe I could guess it in that uh, glass thing there, maybe putting in some, I don't know, figurines or... Uh, <laughs> something some of interest. Something of interest. I mm -hmm. like that term, something of interest <laughs> to make it look good. Yeah, that sounds good. Next, we're going to proceed with how to select a stager. Um, first and foremost, interview them. Um, it sounds simple, but it's, it's something that you really want to be careful with. You want to establish a relationship with whom you're going to be working with. If you're a real estate agent, this is somebody that you want to hopefully trust, and that way you can continue on your relationship with them as you go from sale to sale, and you can use them more consistently. And at a moment's notice, if you need, you've got somebody there readily available to you. You know they're going to do a good job for you, and they're going to be able to work with all kinds of clients, make sure that, that they're flexible as well. If you've got problem clients or great clients, uh, they sh the, the stager should be somebody that's flexible. And I think the other thing is, is any time that we're ever going to bring in any professionals, whether they be termite inspectors, appraisers, home repair people, or stagers, one of the things that we need to do is make sure that those people are really good at working with people. Right, definitely. And in your job, you work with people every day. And I think that's really important. We don't need to have somebody come in and say, my goodness, look at this mess, <laughs> you know, because people feel, take that as an, offend, uh, an offense, you know, Definitely. and so having to make them feel comfortable about it and explain the process is very important. 
And part of the reason real estate agents do use this is because they don't know how to finesse the terms of you need to change your house, you need to clean up your house. And, you know, we really, people trust us because we do that for a living and they will entrust, you know, our well, decision making at that point. So you're not right. clutter cleaners. You're really, <laughs> you're really coming across as interior decorators or staging right. people that Correct. are staging the home and then giving the advice for that. Definitely. That's where the design background really comes into play, and it, it helps us because we're coming into a very personal space. We're we're coming into the corners that nobody ever wants their guests to see. That's where we're going to first. Okay. So for the people, their clients are really exposing themselves to us. Mm -hmm. So we need to make very sure that, that they're comfortable with us and what we're going to be doing with their things. They're mm -hmm. still going to be using them. We're not getting rid of them. Right. So we need to make sure that we're careful with, with each and every item. Okay. Ask about your stager's resources. It's very, very nice to have a stager that is, has an access to movers, to people that will come and clean your home, anyone that would want to paint, yard work, anything of, this, of that nature, because if they're not able to do any of those things, it's great to be able to have it done immediately. And the problem is, is that I can tell you from personal experience that a lot of times, a lot of us don't know who those people happen to be. I mean, there's some of us that can do all the work. Right. And then there's some of us that, that really don't know if, if you ask somebody, for a painter, they go, I have no idea, I'm going to go to the yellow pages. You right. know, I have no idea. And what you're really saying is having at least some people that say, I, you know, I'm not going to say this guy is good or bad or this gal is good or bad, but we've worked with this person. They understand how this works. They do really good work. And here's two or three people for you to call and have them come over and take a look at it. Maybe the best thing in the world, especially in our busy, busy life that we have nowadays. Right. is really important. And we've experienced clients that great, I'm going to get my friend Joe to come in and do the painting. He also does yard work. Perfect. You've got that lined up already, but not everybody has that. Not everybody has that, yes. And it's very important to make sure if you do have someone coming in, especially if there's anything, light fixtures that are needed, painting, um, yard work, that the, they do have a license and they are insured because you do not want any mistakes made on your insurance. You don't want to be responsible for someone getting hurt on your property or intern them, they could sue you. That's very, so. very important, yeah, very important. View the stager's portfolio. Um, every stager should have before and after pictures of, of their past work. Um, know what you're getting yourself into with a stager. Know if they can actually do the job that they say that they can do. If you've got an empty home, obviously that's going to be a whole lot more work than if somebody has furniture full. Their house is full of furniture, full of accessories. Great, we can usually do that job pretty quickly. It's just a matter of rearranging things. If you've got an empty house, chances are it's going to be a little bit more costly and it's going to be a little bit, uh, little bit more stepping outside the box. What can we do in each space that's going to be cost effective and then and take you through to the final staged look that you're trying to achieve. So. But by having a portfolio, they can actually see what this before and after. And I think that probably is also helpful for those clients, you know, who maybe don't see, you know, cannot see when you say, hey, this, you know, having, you know, the room picked up is important. And you just say, here's, here's an example of somebody that we worked with. We won't tell you who their name is, but here's somebody <laughs> we work with. Which one would you want? The one that has, you know, holes in the wall and <laughs> dirty clothes on the bed or the one that has a fresh, you know, right. you know uh, looking uh, bedclothes and everything else. That's what you're really talking about. Yeah. And it's very important to establish a relationship. If you, if you use a stager and you have a great success with them, create a relationship with them because you will in turn be helping each other out. You know, you will 
bring each other clients, and that's a great thing because we're all in this together, and we're here to help each other out. So it's very important to keep that great relationship. All right, great. Overcoming objections, some of the biggest objections that we encounter. Um, first one, why would I want to spend money before selling my home? Well, that's a pretty simple answer to that because what you want to do is increase the value of your home, and that's what we're here to do. Um, we're not going to come in and say you need to retrofit your entire interior and exterior of your house for an exorbitant amount of money, we're here to do quite the opposite. So work within your budget, uh, work within something that's going to be cost effective and, and in turn give you the highest return on your investment. And it's important too because a lot of homes that are put on the market, and especially right now, if you're not getting any response, you're immediately going to drop your sales price. But before dropping that sales price, it might be worth investing a couple of thousand dollars into refreshing your space. And in return, you won't drop your, your sales price whatsoever, and you might get your asking price. So it's definitely worth the money. But the key word is there, you should have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. In an ideal okay. world. Okay. <laughs> And why should I disrupt my home while dealing with the stress of moving? A great example was the smoking. A lot of people that smoke, it's a habit that they're used to. And why? it's my home. I should be able to smoke in it. But the bottom line is, at, as Lauren has stated, it is a, a business venture at the point you've decided to put your home on the market. And so you have to think of it in that way. It's no longer your home. You're just living in it until you move on to your next spot. So it's really important to think in that mentality and to get your clients to think in that mentality. A lot of people have been in their home for a long amount of time and they're very attached to it and it's kind of your, your job to help them detach themselves from the space. Okay. Definitely. And finally, great. <laughs> so this is who we are, Stage Presence Design, and this is our contact information. This is where you can get a hold of us. Um, we're in the process right now of retrofitting our, our website, so we're, we've got a lot of it under construction at this point, but we're excited about what's to come um, and, and just excited about pursuing staging because it's an exciting, exciting field to be in in Sacramento, especially at this time. Every client is Let different. Let me see if I can read those numbers up there sure. uh, really clearly because it's important. And I do know because getting ready to do this, I had to talk to both of them on cell phones and emails and all these <laughs> other things. And uh, I will read, Nikki's is uh, area code 916-717-8589. And I think she's a, probably a lot like I am when she's with clients. She turns it off or I'll turn mine off, you know, at, at, when I'm in a classroom. So she'll do the same thing. And in Lauren's case, the telephone number is area code 916-606-0988. And again, that's, uh, in both cases, is that your cell phones? or uh, Yes. It is, okay. Now for the website, I'm going to kind of read this out because I know that sometimes it's a little bit hard to see this up on the screen, but it's www.stagepresence, and it's S-T-A-G-E-P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E design.com. And I'd like to take a minute to really thank both of you for coming. I really do appreciate this. This is something that we really want to offer to our students on a regular basis. We want to bring professionals in that are from the industry, you know, whether they be home stagers like yourself and interior de designers or uh, appraisers or mortgage people that are really bring bring in what's really happening in the real world and the importance of that happening. And I really want to thank both of you for coming. I know you worked really hard <laughs> on your presentation, and I'm looking forward to maybe you coming back in the future. Thank Hopefully. you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Okay.
All right. Okay, everybody, uh, we're really near the end right now. Again, I want to thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you back here again for another real estate show. Thank you very much, and have, have a nice day. Bye-bye.